Hello, hello, hello. Hello. And welcome to the New York Mystery Machine. Tamina Hall, but for all ghosts. But for all the ghosts. How you doing? I'm okay. You know, a little, probably a little sore. Um, oh, I've, that's good. I uh, had a baby this past week. What? <laughs> Was it because of episode 100? It was, it was, it was, you know, it was time to birth. Episode 100 was time to birth my daughter. Baby Tammany? Baby Tammany. You guys, but for real. Christina, in theory, <laughs> we are recording this before. Because I am because, probably. <laughs> because that's not our big secret to all of you. If you don't know Christina in real life, Christina wanted to be very like. Yeah, close knit about her her, her baby situation. Yeah, but Christina's been pregnant during a lot of these for, episodes for a, for a lot of this. Well, you, one might say for the last nine months of episodes. <laughs> for the last nine months of episodes, <laughs> and all these episodes you're listening to right now, we're all we've been recording these in bunches yep. because we've been we want to give Christina her her, her maternity her leave. maternity leave, and and they've we've had to really condense the timeline for that because um, a few weeks ago Tammany decided actually no. I'm not waiting till September. We're gonna we're gonna force you to get induced much earlier than you expected. Thanks, Tammany. Thanks, Tammany. I don't think her name is really Tammany, but we're gonna call her. Tammany. She's gonna forever be Tammany. Baby Tammany. Um. Yeah, you guys. So here's the thing. <laughs> it's good to kind of get. So yeah, we've been record. So all. So in theory, Christina had a baby. Yeah. Right now, as of this recording, she she has. I have baby. not yet. She's pregnant. By this time, Christina would have had the baby. Yep. Congratulations. Thank Christina. you. How's motherhood treating you? You know, um, I'm, I'm. Uh, it's great, right? It's You're great. I'm getting a lot of sleep. Not sore. You've been a sleeping sleep. really well. You are yep. very healthy. I'm uh, not tired. <laughs> She's not tired at all. She looks great, you guys. I, uh, I snatched for the fall. <laughs> She's ready to go. Um. So anyway, but it is it it is worth noting. It's worth. That um, God, I can't believe that's become a thing. I can't either. It came a thing. Like I used to like make fun. It was a joke. Was, I made fun of you, right? And now it's like a, a, I celebrate it. It's a thing we do. It's part of our show. I've, I've people destroyed your brain. I literally the other like a few weeks ago, I was like having dinner with Natalie and Christian, mm-hmm. and I was talking randomly, asking. It's worth noting, and Christian screen it's worth noting, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, this is the life we live. <laughs> um, so but um, we think our schedule will be okay. And we think that Christina will be here seamlessly for every episode. Yes. We have been recording all these episodes in preparation for Christina's maternity leave. In theory, we'll have all the episodes good to go. You won't even notice. You won't even notice. But, you know, if there's ever a week where we're like, oh, actually, we're actually short a week. Or if Christina needs to not be here. I don't know. Mama Nelly may come in co-host with you me. Know? That's the dream. Mama Nelly. The dream is that, that, I keep, that I keep Mama Nelly. I keep poking her about that. And she's she's thinking about it so um so yeah so just so you know we think it's gonna be smooth we think totally. we, we made it happen even with this pushed up we were planning we had a whole other almost we had like three extra weeks to get this shit yeah done. christina was like i'm like oh so we can just record till the end of august yeah and she's like yes and now it's july 27th yes and we recorded four episodes today yep yep <laughs> and next week we're gonna be recording four more yep and we'll, then and then she's here. And then then she's here. So um we're so excited. I'm sure you'll see her all over our social media. <laughs> um not all over it. Just over it. Over it. I'm not sure how private you are with your, with your stuff. Uh I don't give a shit. Let the babies be seen. <laughs> yeah, I'm Who's going to pro- steal Who cares about stealing your baby's identity? Probably no one. Tammy doesn't have an identity. She's Tammy. Well, part of the reason we haven't said anything is that um in in part Ed kind of likes the idea of um, not doing a social media announcement and then just a baby showing up in the background of our pictures. 
That's so funny. Which, like, whose baby is that? Like, whose baby is this? Whose yeah. baby is this? So, so that's sort of the, the long game we've been playing. Oh, my gosh. That is a long game. It's a very long game. Well, we're so happy that there's a new member of the New York Mystery Machine. Um, it's actually really exciting. It's very weird. Yeah. I've been watching how weird it is. I can yeah. only imagine how weird it is. Like, there's, there's literally an alien inside you. We yeah. could cover yeah, yeah, yeah. it on the show. Yeah. You can see currently my like when she moves my I stomach. I don't like that. Okay. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. It's weird. You can, everyone can mock me and be like, oh, Adam, it's the miracle of life and shit. You guys, I'm not mocking you for like loving all that. It's a weird thing. I will not, I will not dis- I think of, this. I think of the, the, I believe it's a film Alien mm-hmm. in which it bursts out. No one can see that I'm making an alien, alien motion come out alien of me. Alien motion. So any- Thinking that's going to be Halloween this year. Just going to strap oh, her to my front and that's make her good. The, right? That's good. That's good. That's good. Anywho, um, well, welcome to the show, everyone. We're, <laughs> we're so excited to be here with all of you. We're excited. We got some 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 new follows. We got some new things. And one of the things that we got, actually, it, we it happened back in, I think, you know, like a month or two ago. Oh, really? I don't know what month it is anymore. Well, this is airing in August, but we're recording in July. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I know. I keep thinking, like, but what is the month now? Which now? The month that they're hearing it in. <laughs> Who's anyway, on first? August. It was in, in August. This in is airing Ju- in August. In July, okay. we had someone uh, leave us a wonderful comment on our uh, our, our uh, Apple podcast page. And so I wanted to read it because they're our listener of the month. Love because it. Because they were great about it. Um, and this is from Gen B 7897 and Jen B wrote fabulous podcast, five stars. Thank you, Jen B. Uh, Jen B wrote, this podcast combines two of my absolute favorite things, spooky stories and NYC. The hosts are funny, engaging, and great storytellers. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> highly recommend for anyone who loves history, hauntings, and true crime. So thank that. you, Jen, for that wonderful um, review. Um, please uh, DM us on the Instagram and so we can send you a sticker as our for our gratitude. And uh, if you like to be amazing like Jen, because Jen's amazing, um, be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars and a review. If you do, we'll read it on the air. We'll send you a sticker and we'll be internally grateful. If you don't listen to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, you can leave us five stars on Spotify. That still helps. Uh, yeah, we, we just can't it. track who's doing it. Yeah. Um, if you listen to us on Audible, which some of you do listen to us on Audible, you can leave us five stars there and a review as well. How exciting. Nice. Very exciting. Very exciting. Adam, what are uh, what are we doing today? Um, Today, we're... It's so funny, Christina, because I was like, we're doing a haunting. Mm. But in my brain, I was like, oh gosh, we just did a haunting. I'm like, no, we didn't just do a haunting. We recorded a haunting last week, but that was in their time, like six weeks ago. Oh, yeah. You're right. Because time is weird. Time is weird. When you record, in- because some of us has, have to have babies. <laughs> some of us have to have babies. <laughs> Today we're talking all about a haunted theater. Ooh. We haven't done a theater we since, a theater since last season. Uh, but we're taking a trip outside Broadway. Ooh. We're actually going upstate Ooh. to Syracuse. Ooh. Yeah. Today we're going to be at the Landmark Theater, which is said to be haunted specifically by one ghost. Okay. But uh, let's take a dive in, shall we? Mm. Marcus Lowe, head of the Lowe's Corporation, had attempted to buy the Empire Theater in Syracuse in the 1920s, but negotiations had failed. Now, if the name Lowe sounds familiar to listeners before, to listeners born before the year 2000, it should. 
Lowe's Theaters was one of the major movie theater chains of the 20th century. Um, they had spots in Queens and Brooklyn, and um, the AMC in Times Square used to be a Lowe's. My brain is computing that some of our listeners may have been born after the year 2000. Uh, that's true. If you were born in 2000, you would be 23 years old now. Well, I'm just going to throw myself out this window at him. Don't mind me. Don't, because you're still pregnant, <laughs> technically. Um, save it. Tammy. Save Tammy. Um, yeah. But um, so, yeah, people, there back in the day, there were, Back in the day, there were a lot of private movie houses, mm-hmm. and there were also a few chains of movies. United, there was United Artists was a big chain, um, AMC was a big chain, mm-hmm. Lowe's Regal. Theater, Regal. Now they've a lot of them have consolidated, um, and Lowe's Theater had consolidated with AMC in two thousand and six. But they used to have houses everywhere. So back to the twenties. Um, so Mark, after Marcus Lowe couldn't buy the Empire, he announced plans for a new theater on February nineteenth, nineteen twenty-six. It would be built at the intersection of South Salina Street and West Jefferson Street in Syracuse, previously the location of the Jefferson Hotel. The Lowe State Theater, as it was named, uh, opened February eighteenth, nineteen twenty-eight. Only two years. People they got they got their shit done quick. It offered double bills of famous vaudeville stage acts and also first-run films. During the Great Depression and World War II, it continued to do good business as theater patrons escaped for a few hours into its plush grandeur. However, by the 1970s, the theater suffered from low attendance and was in disrepair. It closed in 1975 and was in danger of demolition. In 1976, um, the Syracuse area landmark theater or SALT, was formed to preserve and renovate the venue. With the help of an October 11th, 1977 concert by Harry Chapin, the group successfully raised $65,000 to purchase the property, which at the time Lowe's State was renamed the Landmark Theater for the Performing Arts. Oh. And it's landmarked uh, in Syracuse nice. even to today. The theater would go back to its live theater roots. I mean, for so long it was just showing pictures um, moving pictures. I was gonna say the talkies. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Um, a coworker once asked me. Sorry, this is a detour, but it made me think. Um, a coworker uh, who I guess would be born after the year two thousand, possibly. Um, <laughs> sweetest, most sunny human in the universe. And I know what he meant when he asked this, but he asked. Um, uh, you know. We're talking about growing up in New York, and he asked, you know, so what did you do as a teen growing up? Like, did they have movie theaters? And I said, did they have movie theaters? How old do you think I am? <laughs> it's like, they've had the talkies around for 100 years. How old do you think I am? <laughs> anyway, I think of that every time now. Yeah, the theater went back to its theater roots, and now it's the home to many touring Broadway shows. When shows leave Broadway, they go on tour, and when they're stopping through Syracuse, they take a trip to the Landmark Theater nice. for the Performing Arts. Now, before we move any further, I know what you want to know. I know what you want to know all about. Because I know this is a podcast about um, ghosts and hauntings and true crime and all the thing. But honestly, what it really wants to be is a, it's a show about architecture. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I was hoping you would say architecture. <laughs> According to Peter Baum of Salt, Lowe's State was the first great, quote-unquote, Oriental-style uh-huh. movie theater, predating two of Lowe's, quote-unquote, Oriental palaces in New York City. 
Um, architect Thomas Lamb described the theater as European, Byzantine, Romanesque, which is the Orient as it came through us through the merchants of Venice. Okay. I was going to say, because the He's, you listed... Old, yeah, a lot of things that don't look... O- I believe the opposite of Orient is ox, ox right? I, yeah. Occident? Or sure. <laughs> felt, felt, felt like that was... So, okay. So it's, it's sort of... The idea that what of, came through the merchants of Venice. Okay, so okay, so it's sort of okay. A large chandelier, and also you guys, Orient. We don't say that anymore. No, we don't say. That. We don't say that word. But it does get used in art history terms. In art yeah, terms like Orientalizing is a yeah. form of pottery. From anyway, um, the large. Chan- it's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. A large chandelier once hung in the lobby, originally designed by Louis Tiffany for Ooh. Cornelius Vanderbilt's mansion. Louis Tiffany of Tiffany & Co. Um, the chandelier was sold during the 1970s because the theater was in disrepair and they needed money. Hmm. A 1,400 pipe uh, Verlitzer organ was also once a major feature of the venue, but it was also gone by the time Salt purchased the property. The promenade lobby reached a reached via grand staircase once held a fish pond with Japanese pagoda fountain. Because, you know, that's what you need That's in your theater. Honestly, kind of here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. I support this. Uh, the landmark's red and gold decor and several large murals have been preserved and restored. The restored lobby is closed to the public and is only all open for special events. That's the one mm. you have to get up through okay. the grand staircase. I don't believe there is a pond in there anymore. Oh, damn it. Now, what's all this talk of a ghost, though? Because they renovated and stirred up a ghost that's what's going to happen i can tell you right now yeah, it was in disrepair well no here's the thing it was in disrepair in the 70s they didn't really start doing a lot of the you know rebuilds you know until after salt bought it and salt bought it in um 76 um some of this ghostly stuff is gonna be happening before oh okay all right but you know the renovation didn't help it didn't help it well, in the late 1970s, a few stagehands walked into the decaying landmark theater, intending to fix some of the structure. Sure. They're like, let's fix some stuff um, because Salt is on the way to buying it. Before they're doing major rehaul, they're just trying to. The men began working on the stage. There were only, they were the only ones in the theater. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying, Christina. Adam, it just said they're renovating. And so, yeah. yeah. As the men worked, someone spotted a woman in the balcony. Hmm. She sat there in a seat wearing a long evening dress. A dress that happened to be, which color? Oh, white. <laughs> a white evening dress. But of course. Why do they got to be white? You know? I... Is it because that they're like, I'm a ghost. I have to wear white. It's easy to be seen. Maybe. Maybe it's a little stark contrast. Maybe it's just like. You get really washed out when you're a ghost, I guess. Oh, maybe it's not even white. Maybe it's just like they have the, the tint all Yeah, the yeah, other. exactly. <laughs> it's a tint, right? It's a tint. They've, they've the tint of the contrast. They, I always did that like when I was younger. I was like, I guess uh-huh. it's when I first started using like Microsoft Paint or something, yes. it was, I was like, ooh, let me fix nails. Uh-huh. I that's what going, they're doing. That's, what, that's, that's what's doing. happening. Like, I have to be this color. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, you can't see. Adam is uh, doing I something with their arms. Color. Sort of like a, like a, like a, like a, like a uh, puppet or a marionette. Yeah, maybe. So one guy shouts, Hey lady, what are you doing here? <laughs> the women, he grew up in Brooklyn, now he's in Syracuse. Yeah, he's in Syracuse. The woman remains seated. Another guy yells, What claw 
Rose! Can we help you? <laughs> with enough heckling, the woman finally left her seat with her dress trailing behind her, walked up the steps, and exited the balcony. Through a wall. Through a wall, <laughs> like you do. Like you do. I also love that she took some heckling first. Like they, they kept going. For, they just had to keep shouting at her. Stop shouting at me. <laughs> what are you doing here? She thought at first it was just part of the act. And she's like, oh no. Oh. Is this the part? This is not part of the show. <laughs> I don't know why she's British. It's a part of the show. Why she's like from like a Cockney British. <laughs> this Cockney British person is now haunting the Syracuse theater. <laughs> Ain't nobody shouting me out at me. Bugger that. <laughs> um, so the guys were freaked out because right. you know she the, went through. A she wall. went through the wall. Yeah. Um, and they were all in agreement with what they saw. They were like, "You saw that, right?" And that guy's like, "Oh, I saw it." And the other guy was like, "You saw it?" He goes, "Oh, of course I saw it. I seen it. You seen it." I don't know why. They're, I don't know. They're all these Italians from Brooklyn <laughs> from the 1950s, <laughs> from like 1982. Yeah. <laughs> We told you guys we've been recording all day. You know how we get. You know how we get. Boy. It's hot. Um, in the years that follow, more people would spot the woman in white in the balcony and standing in the le- the landing nearby. They called her Claire, which they later switched to Clarissa. Clarissa. Hmm. Um, and she'd be frequently seen as, you know, Salt started to take over the theater and start to put it in repair. She became a real big fixture of... Hmm the theater and some spotted other ghosts but those stagehands were the first to report an actual haunting at the theater Uh, this was said by bill knowlton a landmark trustee and the theater's resident historian Hmm. he'd go on quote and those were big burly men who didn't necessarily believe in ghosts but i know afterward they would refuse to talk about it clarissa remains the theater's most famous spirit so who is she yeah, I was going to say. Who does who does girl? Who she be? <laughs> well, for that, we need to go back in time to the 1930s. Ooh. And if this was like a really good podcast, like the 1930s music would kick in. And make... <laughs> it's one of those days, you guys. The story goes as follows. Clarissa worked at the Landmark. Um, she was an actor or wanted to be an actor, but okay. found little success. She did perform at the theater, but couldn't seem to find her real break. Okay. You know, she's at Syracuse. It's a little too far from Broadway. Everybody wants to be a chorus girl, yada, yada, yada. You want to break out of the Syracuse circuit and get down to New York, (laughs) get down to to Broadway. She was said to be a lonely girl, often seen with her favorite flower of lilacs. Hmm. Um, But that loneliness seemed to have been resolved for she fell in love with someone. Clarissa had fallen in love with a stagehand named Oscar. Calling it now. This is going to end badly. It's a ghost story. Of course it's going to end badly. (laughs) This is not a hot take, Christine. Like, hot take. I think this ghost story. This is an average take. This is just a statement of fact. (laughs) Like, hot take. This ghost story is going to end poorly for for these living people. (laughs) No, they're fine. They end up fine. They're they're cool. She's like hanging around. Um, She falls in love with a stagehand named Oscar. How they met is unclear. How their love grew together. Also unclear. We don't really know too much. Sure. There are two stories that tell the fate of these two. The first one says that one night Oscar was working the lighting board during a show. Now it's worth noting. It's worth noting. 
electricity in the 1930s wasn't as safe as it is now. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, even now, electricity could be pretty volatile if you That's don't like, handle it correctly. So imagine back in the 1930s when we're like, oh, let's put this here. <laughs> Lights! Oh, God. <laughs> Sound! <laughs> um, well, Oscar is said to have flipped a switch on the light board and was electrocuted. Oh, no. Clarissa was on stage at the time. Oh, no. And watched her lover burn from the inside out. Oh, that's horrible. Horrible. That's horrific. Horrific. Oh, I hate it. Poor Clarissa. Poor Oscar. Poor, Poor Clarissa. That is awful. Days later, it's said that she was incredibly depressed. Go figure. Just walking a lonely road of the theater, not know where to turn, not know where to go. And she climbed the carpeted stairs up to the high balcony, gazed down at the red seats below her. And then oh, the young no. actress who smelled of lilac who wore a white dress, stepped out into the balcony, and for her final performance, breathed in, exhaled, and hurled herself from the balcony, falling to her death. Oh, no. Another version of the story is slightly different, but kind of is rooted with similar details. Okay. The account says that Clarissa was standing in the second floor balcony as she watched Oscar fixing power lines on the stage. Mm -hmm. It said that Oscar slipped up while he was handling the exposed wires, electrocuted himself right. as Clarissa watched. Clarissa would rush to go save him, but somehow topple over the balconies, wooden banister, and fell to her death that Ooh. way. So either way, either way, the rest, the ingredients are all the same. Oscar got electrocuted and died. Clarissa, sees. Clarissa falls off right. of a balcony somehow, Ooh. some way. Either hurls herself later in the week or falls that day. Yeah. So question when do these do we know when these stories start being circulated in the 70s they start being circulated okay. and that and the, the the source of them isn't it's a weird one right because so often urban legends are created from whatever the case yeah. may be um but it's so rare when like the urban legends are like really kind of sound mm. like this legend of Clarissa and Oscar is like the story like this sure. is the story that it's told about the theater mm -hmm. it's the only changes are are very like minor minor because like we weren't there for it no one wrote it down right um so who knows if it's true or false right. like most ghost stories right we always preface by saying we don't know if this is true or not we right. we are reading what we've read and reported right but um so yeah but okay. in this case it's yeah it's one of those odd ones where it's like this basically same exact story mm -hmm. lasts the, the tale of time and it wasn't until the 70s when we started seeing this woman in white that people are trying to figure out who it was who it so is. we're going to okay. learn a little bit more about when we when we finally got their names and the whole okay. story about it as well okay which isn't really until later in life yeah it's not until you know the 2000s we're actually going to like be able to name oh interesting all okay. these things um but we were able to the people who live in Syracuse who work in the theater have been patchworking it from from the 1930s to, to the person in the 1970s, from the hauntings of the 1970s, 80s, 90s, 2000s to the 2000s. And we'll get there okay. in just a wee bit. Now, throughout the rest of the 70s, 80s, and 90s, appearances by Clarissa was par for the course. Um, stories, uh, the stories were usually that of a lady in white in the balcony. Other things that were deemed quite odd or reported, such as odd smells and cold spots. And odd smells and cold spots isn't like new to the world of ghosts. No, yeah. But it seemed like they were coming across a lot and very often in that balcony area. Right. Uh, others say they even have witnessed unexplained floating, floating figures in the theater. 
Um, there are more of these accounts, and I'm going to take us through these accounts in just a bit. So let's take a quick break. Okay. Let's hold on to our, 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 our heinies because Clarissa's coming for us. No, she's not. She's a friendly ghost. Who else is a friendly ghost besides Casper? Um, Olive. Olive. Olive is Olive. a friendly ghost. If you listen to last year's episode. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back. So you listen to our podcast, which means you must love mysteries. But how would you like to solve your very own mystery? Hunt a Killer is an immersive murder mystery game told over the course of six episode boxes. Each box is filled with different clues and physical items such as autopsy reports, witness statements, and more. You'll use these clues to solve an ongoing murder mystery. Work solo or as a team of sleuths to finally crack the case and reveal the murderer. So do you think you have what it takes to hunt a killer? If so, head to www.huntakiller.com and use the code NY Mystery Machine for 20% off the first box. That's www.huntakiller.com and the code is NY Mystery Machine. Sign up now and begin the hunt. Bow, bow, bow. The New York Mystery Machine is brought to you in part by listeners like you. That's right. Head on over to our Patreon, and for as little as $3 a month, you can help keep the pod growing. By joining, you can access a whole bunch of cool stuff, such as mini-episodes, swag, exclusive playlists, and more. Head to www.patreon.com slash nymysterymachine to find out more and become a patron. That's www.patreon.com slash nymysterymachine and join our ever-growing community today. Okay, we're back. We're back. Now, we're talking about the Landmark Theater up in Syracuse, New York. Up in Syracuse. Um, Very friendly ghost we you're telling me yeah i mean i will say spoiler alert this ghost hasn't done nothing mean to anybody all right i'll take it so she just exists okay which i feel is like most ghosts right i think most ghost stories we're scared of the ghost because they're not supposed to be there because not supposed to be there but like most hauntings done by ghosts Mm. as opposed to poltergeists i see demons oh okay and whatnot Yes. But ghost hauntings, usually, I just had this conversation with Sam, I think. I think it was Sam. Um, Just in terms of when we're talking about ghosts, ghosts are usually people who have just not crossed over. Mm. For the most part, they don't know they're dead. Or Mm. they don't know where they are. Or they're trying to find their way. Mm -hmm. I mean, from what most ghostologists will will, will say, right? People who study this. um, As opposed to a poltergeist, which is usually something that's causing some more mischief. Right. Which is as opposed to a demon, well, which is straight up there for some evil shit. Right, right, right. Um, we're not dealing with any of those. I don't think we've go- covered demons, have we? We haven't. Um, I need a lot of warning for yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. And it's honestly, New York-based, I haven't found a lot of yeah. enough. Yeah. We always talk about this, right? Like, when we have enough. I found some stuff for... Um, patrons mm. like a small love episode oh. and there's also and there's also an exorcism uh episode i've been working on that I'm, i've been waiting for more information on ah. there's only been one source for it um which is linked to a demon as well but yeah for the most part we haven't covered a demon yeah. we've covered one poltergeist popper popper back in season one um but yeah this is just a ghost hmm. where oh. was i so after 
years of speaking to people at the Landmark Theater about it being haunted, the theater decided to finally take advantage of it. In October of 2005, the Landmark Theater hosted its first ghost hunt. Christina would be against this. Um, I would absolutely not be participating. Um, Don't ask them to come out. Don't ask them to come out. Don't invite them. I just had this conversation with someone at work recently who was like, I'm not Catholic anymore, but... um, I'm no. I'm not going to use a Ouija board. I'm not going to invite that stuff to start. Oh my god! I would never use a Ouija right? board. Right? It, it, but this feels like of that ilk. You're still doing the same thing. You're like, hello. Side note: Why are we selling a cult as like from like Milton Burrow? Well, right? <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Who's 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 Whose idea was this? Who was like, do you know what kids would love? Mom and Ellie was telling me that like at, at in um. I think it was in, in her when she was in school. Like sometimes they would like have a moment to play a board game, and out would come a Ouija board for some of the kids. Yeah, I when I was younger, I had a few like friends who wanted to play with yeah. the Ouija board, mm-hmm. and I did like once, and I was like, I don't like this. No, and I think truth be told, I think it's because I've been, always been pretty sensitive to like that spirits and stuff like yeah. that, where I, it really got to me. I was like, even though I know it was like when I was like in Scouts and stuff, yeah. like, and we would do like these like. You know, lock. You know, sure. Camping trips, or we would do these sleepovers at, at our like headquarters. Um, they like want to do this, and I'm like, and look, most of the time I know it's like kids like pushing it. Yeah, I know it's them doing it, but still, Mm-mm. don't open the door. Don't open the door, and that's how I feel about this ghost hunt. Yeah. Why are you opening the door? Well, they open yeah. the door. Oh boy. Now, a strange thing happened a few weeks before the event even took place. Paul DeRose, a Syracuse telephone repairman, was at the theater to do some maintenance. He said that he walked into a musty tunnel beneath the landmark. For no logical reason, DeRose said, quote, it smelled like a florist's shop. Hmm. Florists? What's that a florist? <gasps> a lilac. Lilacs! Evoking the legend of the lilac carrying ghost named Clarissa. After DeRose left, he went back to double check his own senses. He's like, did I really smell that? Was that real? Am I just a crazy person? He went to open the door of the tunnel, which was only he only had left like literally a minute ago, and it was locked. Mm. Now, the only way to lock this door was with a key, and he didn't lock it. Oh, no. So it simply made no sense that it was locked because someone would need to actually take out a key and lock it, and he didn't do that. He didn't lock that door. Right. Uh, it couldn't have been done by accident. It wasn't one of those door things. Like, oop, I pressed the button. And, right. Um, it's an old door. Um, DeRose said, quote, I wouldn't usually believe any of that for a minute. But this kind of raised the hairs on the back of my neck. Hated. Of course. Oh, you hate it. You hate to see it. So the first ever ghost hunt at the theater went down that Halloween week in 2005. Many amateur ghost hunters gave similar reports about the lilac scent. Some even said they caught, caught glimpses of the elusive snow white figure. Syracuse.com spoke to one man named John Fisco of Clay, who spoke of unexpected bursts of frigid air inside the building. He said, quote, this was many years ago, and we were here with our son to watch the War of the Worlds, recalled Fisco. He paid $50 on his birthday to buy the ghost hunt tickets for him and his wife, Virginia. Fisco said he felt extraordinarily chill as his family watched that movie all those years ago, mm. which movie had come back tonight. Everyone else in the theater, he said, was very warm. I've heard when a spirit is next to you, that's what you experience. Now, it's, you know, look, if you have a room full of people hunting a ghost and they know, like, some facts about the ghosts, yeah. 
or if one person's like, I smell lilac. Oh, I smell lilac. I smell. Yeah, like, it sort of catches. It kind of catches. There's really no saying that all these people had experiences. There's no experience. No one's saying that like none of my experiences, but mm-hmm. you know. Sure. In May 2008, Catherine Lamb, a local photographer and a group of her friends, went to the landmark to take photos. The theater was empty at the time. Her goal was to take photos for a book, a new series. The group walked past the Hindu murals at the top of the stairs to the landing near the second floor balcony to set up cameras. The Hindu murals. Who was making this design? I was about to ask. That is... The Orient design with God, Hindu murals. Hindu murals. Yeah, we, we with, should take a trip we, to Syracuse. We would love to see some pictures of this, honestly. There, I have some pictures of the theater. Okay. It's, it's a weird theater. All right. It's nice, but weird. Hmm. Um, so the leader of this group put on a white dress and began to spin around. Apparently, ghost hunters sometimes dress in costume to elicit a reaction from the spirits. Really? I say that line as a quote that I read from this article <laughs> because I've never heard I've that never heard this in my fucking life. <laughs> this is episode 101 of the New York Mystery <laughs> Machine. And I've never First read I've heard once this. that people dress in costume to elicit some, this person opened the book by James Pranksterton, <laughs> who is like, how to see a ghost. How to see a ghost. And, and that person was like, I wonder if I can get a bunch of people to dress up like it goes and then swirl around because I've never heard that in my life yeah in my life in any no, case I've, yeah nope okay that's fine. what they did ghost hunters don't do that you guys right? they don't do that you're incorrect Catherine said she reached out to take her camera off the tripod when she felt something cold a cold presence that made her shiver and filled her nose with a strange lilac scent there you go her friend paused her dancing <laughs> what <laughs> I'm over here dancing. I'm spinning around in my ghost costume. Weird. Um, I also like that she wore a white dress. Like she's she's either mimicking the ghost or like I don't know. It's tricky. I, I I'm fascinated. Go on. Yeah, and this and this came from an article from the Daily Orange, uh, which is uh, a paper for a website and, uh, from up in Syracuse. This is where I'm getting this story from. Um, and yeah, Daily Orange, please say more. I, I'm just I'm very confused as to why what she's wearing and why she's wearing it. <laughs> um, her friend paused her dancing and looked around, and she had felt the cold too. Catherine snapped a picture watched the flash and gasped when she beheld the image she captured in the digital frame. She used that photo in her book, Clarissa's ghostly debut, Out of the Shadows and Into the Light. Hmm. The picture features a clear shot of two women, the group's leader and a woman with matted brown hair Hmm. in a long white dress and heels. The woman in the dress had to have been Clarissa, Lamb said. Now, I looked everywhere for this photo. Yeah. I could not find it on the internet. Really? Interesting. It must only exist in her book. In the book. And the book is $60 on Amazon for Ooh. paperback and $125 for hardcover. Ooh. If you'd like to purchase that book, you can go ahead, listener. So I, picture. I happen to not have that money yeah. to purchase that. Um, so I, yeah. if, if anyone does have that book or if anyone's seen that book or if anyone's interested in buying that comes book, across it and wants I would to love, to, yeah, yeah, I would love to have that book. I, I did a severe Google search for it and I can't find that picture, which I'm really bummed about. Lambs and... Lamb invites any skeptic to check out her photography's authenticity. Even professionals in the paranormal believe in the landmark's ghosts and people who have 
studied her photos, believe it's authentic. Oh, all right. The Central New York ghost hunters would then lead frequent hunts into the landmark in the 2000s. Um, when the group went the first time, they said they proved Clarissa fell off a balcony. The ghost hunters in that trip collected uh, EVPs. EVPs, as you know, are electronic voice phenomena. They are things that we can't hear with our normal ears, but you can hear on tape. Yep. Uh, and through the EVPs, improved her name, being Clarissa, her death via falling from the balcony. Uh, and this was said by the group's founder, Stacy Jones. A ghost hunter collects electronic voice phenomena by usually asking questions um, and then playing back the recording. I, if you've ever done EVP, it's you basically ask a bunch of questions and you don't know if you're going to get the answer. Sometimes you do, because sometimes you hear something actually out loud. Right. But then it usually you know, happens with you having to sit. I did EVPs once in my life, or a few times in my life, actually. Um, I, I'm not sure if I ever told the story of uh, on the show. I got to do a cool um, investigation at this old uh prison in new jersey mm. and i got it was hosted by two of the guys from ghost hunters from the sci-fi channel oh man yeah uh tango i think dave dave and tango were the, were the two oh people. man and it was really cool we got to hang out with them the the investigation started at like 11 and went to like three um gosh we, my family was obsessed with that show for a yeah while. i was too and we got to like travel the entire prison and it was really scary there's probably only like 60 of us maybe less wow just wandering the, the, this old prison that they had covered in the, they had covered it in the actual show and they went back for this like um, ticketed yeah. event. And yeah, the friend who I went with, we sat and did, we got, we were in an old room and we did some EVP work and we were like, I asked like, where are you? Paused. Um, you know, if you're here, you know, do something. And we we went, we went outside to listen to the EVPs and um, it was like, where are you? And we literally heard, right here. Eek. And, you know, in our brains, we were like, let's, let's go to the experts and see if that's something. And, like, we went to, like, Tango and Dave and we were like, is this a real thing? And Steve and Tango. Steve, the guy's Steve. name is Dave Tango and the other guy's name is Steve. Yes. I can't forget their names. Um, we went to Tango and we were like, is this a real thing? And he was like, He's, and I guess everyone's been asking him all night. I'm like, and my brain, I'm like, if it's not, please don't, don't like humor yeah. us. Just say it's not. And he like listened to it three times. He's like, oh, that's something. Because oh. that's something that we would send to our people to like actually break down and like slow down. Because <gasps> he's like, I heard it. So yeah. that was my only experience with EVPs that have were ever successful. It was, where are you? I'm here. Wow. It's like, is it Batman? <laughs> um, it was scary, but cool also. Terrible. But also it's terrifying that they yeah. felt like it was like right next to me. Some at the theater. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, theaters. Back to the theater. Some at the theater have spotted the ghost of a man in the orchestra pit, which may be the spirit of a long dead night watchman. Hmm. Jones said. He said that um, when the NY when the CNY ghost hunters investigate the landmark, one ghost hunter went down to the boiler room where the watchman's dog died, and the EVP taken in the boiler room features the ghost hunter speaking and then hearing a loud bark. Okay. So there was no ghost dog. Yeah, there was no dog to be seen. Which is, I think maybe our first ghost dog. I think it was our first ghost. We had dog. ghost, ghost cats, cats. Yep. But the first ghost dog. That yeah, there was clear barking wow. and howling in the thing, but they couldn't Aww. hear it. Pooch. Ghost dogs. I have a. Fu- oh my gosh. 
this is a good moment to say ghost dogs. This is a good moment to say ghost dogs. I was visiting Sam, I guess, last month, <laughs> but really last week for us. And you guys know that um, Tedward, our, our amazing dog, that was you know Sam's dog, and and I got to spend five years as as Ted's dad, and um, so Sam got a new brand new dog named George, and he's the best little beagle in the world, and we went into Sam's room mm-hmm. where Ted's ashes are in mm-hmm. a box, and Sam's like, "This has never happened." All of a sudden, George is looking directly at now. She's had George for month about a, a, a little over a month at this point now. Yeah. Yeah, since like June. And George is staring at Ted's ashes and starts howling at Ted's ashes. Really? At Ted's ashes. And Sam's like, he's never done this before. This is really strange. Oh, wow. And we both were like, we like to believe that Ted moved on. Yeah. But but almost perhaps that like maybe, this is what we believe, that maybe Ted was that, but then he like jumped down for a quick second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little hesitation. it It was the first time that all three of us me, Sam, and New Dog were yeah. in the room, and I was gonna say a little visitation, a little Ted, blessing. And Ted wanted to be like, both of them, don't fuck with them, both of them. You know not to fuck with with her, but this one also <laughs> don't fuck with my dad. Don't I fuck think, with him. I think that's what happened. I agree and with that. So it, was, it happened for it was like I love that ten seconds. Wow. And then, but it was the weirdest thing ever. Wow. Sounds like he's never done that, and he was staring at Ted's ashes. That's crazy. That's a little visitation. That's nice. Ghost dogs. <laughs> that, I think I think Ted went went back up oh, to yeah. doggy heaven. I, I separate visitation from ghosts. being trapped. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so uh, the the ghost hunters say now when we go down to the boiler in future um, hunts, uh, they always they always say, "Hey, boy, come here, boy," uh, and sometimes we get the sounds of like paws and nails running. Um, because they're not scared. The, the ghost dog isn't scared right. of them anymore. They know it's a friendly Aww. thing. So it's a, they, got, they have a bunch of this on their EVPs. I'd love to like find yeah. some of these. I'm going to keep looking for them. Um, I also, a few weeks, I think, yeah, a couple weeks ago, I said that I've been like looking on other news sources for things. I, I found Reddit. Um, I found a really good source for this one that was kind of crazy, and that's Facebook. Oh, I kind of Googled it. And I found a whole Facebook page dedicated not a page just a post dedicated to the haunting of all right of the uh the landmark theater and so i found some things that people wrote and commented so i Amazing. figured i'd read them um so this first one uh was from a guy named dave m and he wrote i was a trustee for the theater for many years and took different photos at the landmark gala and this orb appeared in these different photos in the main lobby during the event i do believe and I'll show it to you, Christina. It's a little. Ooh. It's very orby. It's very streaky. Yeah. Um, it could be glare. It's sure. very glary. It could be something, but if someone wants to believe it's something, yeah. sure. Then there's a Bill K, and he wrote um, these people's last names are on Facebook. But I'm just going to yeah. give them the last initial. But you could find them if you Google it. Um, Bill K wrote, quote, As a charter member of the Landmark Board, I was the one to discover who he thought was Claire. She was seen by several stagehands who were cleaning up the theater while we were trying to save it. And we were scoffed at. She was seen at the top of the balcony by the exit. Over the years, she's been seen by people not into ghost catching. However, a ghost hunter show once heard her voice correcting the MC who was calling her Claire. Clarissa! 
was her message. My story is that Clarissa or her husband were on the staff of the Lowe's and that she was a, a frustrated actress who decided to inhabit the theater after she died. Uh, nowhere did I hear of any falling off the balcony. Okay. So, you know, accounts differ. Yeah. Um, Kim V wrote, my son saw her playing the piano in the downstairs bar area, which was closed at the time. He ran down there to use the bathroom during a concert. Oh, man. Tamara P. wrote, Yep, I volunteered for many years as a teen. Seen a few things, like taking a tour down to the room where the people used to watch the AC. What? I have no idea. Okay. Where the people used to watch the <laughs> AC. You could smell the coffee and hear the voices in different languages. And a lady in the group left and freaked out. The sounds and smells faded as fast as they came. Wow. Uh, then Jeanette N. wrote, Many, many years ago, I attended a ghost hunt at the Landmark. Somebody had asked many of us why we were there and what made us excited about ghosts. I will never forget a woman came with her wedding photo in hand, which was decades old before cell phones and trick photography. She said the she was here because of her wedding photo. She pointed out a woman who was standing there. She said that lady was not in her wedding party Ooh. and no one knew who she was. The woman was not there when they had the f- professional photograph taken. It was really neat. Hoping they do another ghost hunt here. I love that. And, I love her just showing photo bombing in the background. Right. And finally, Stephanie PJ wrote, these photos were taken with a cell phone camera one after another. Anyone else see the couple in black and white? And so I will, this is the normal, look at the, this is the normal photo. It's really hard to see it. And then zoomed in, there's these two figures right there. I will post these on social media. These two figures that no, they say no one was there in the theater when she took those photos. Interesting. Um, this little couple. That's a pretty good Could one. it be Clarissa and Oscar? There you go. Uh, and so the theater continues to host ghost hunts. And in a really cool thing, the ghost hunts um, go back to the theater. Like all the money that people go nice. when they, they usually, the people who, who do them usually will fund them back to the theater to keep the theater going. That's to keep wonderful. It so it's become its own kind of like by leaning, which, you know, I, I really don't, you know, we, we cover a lot of different you know, hotels and theaters and all these places that are haunted. And so often all these places are like, nothing's haunted. Right. It's fine. And then some people like, will just lean into it. Right. Like, yeah, if we can make some money off of this. Like, yeah. Like Merchant House. Merchant yeah. House does. Like Merchant House. Like a great prime example. They're like, yeah, we'll do a ghost tour about yeah. this. You know, um, yeah, like the Shantley Hotel we covered, I think in season two. Yeah. They were like, yeah, it's called the Haunted Shantley, Shantley Hotel now. That's yeah. it's the best way to do it. There's ghosts here. Come to the ghosts. I appreciate when you lean into it. I also found um, like a video on YouTube from Syracuse.com uh, documenting people's experience at one, the, at one of these ghost hunts um, from six years ago. And so um, here's just a little bit of it. Um, just people's experience and um, things as it was happening and, and how they felt afterward. When you walk up through the back of the theater, I mean, the orbs, and you can just, it's like, hello, hi. I mean, they're so friendly. It's just a wonderful experience to be able to come here because it's so positive. And if you're sensitive at all, you'll be able to feel them. I'm going to walk you through some areas. Who has, um, how do you use that? In front of you, they say when spirits come out, they get, it's colder. So if the temperature starts dropping, it might be something, but not always. Okay, don't be afraid. Can you see it? Is that a person? It's a. Some, it looks like a scarecrow head. Yeah. You can see the suit. There's a white shirt and a tie. Mm-hmm. 
Because if you zoom it in too much, then it, it hurts it's out of, well, it's out of perplexion. I don't know, it looks like a scarecrow. Mm -hmm. And the areas that I was drawn to, my phone wouldn't let me take pictures of them. Yeah. And then I'd like go somewhere else and it would let me take a picture. And then there was like this one corner that I was really drawn to and I kept trying to take a picture of it and it wouldn't let me. You know, that happens to me sometimes, but it's mostly because my um, phone is full. The storage is full. <laughs> like, you can't take And then I have to delete things. They have to delete things. And yeah, She's yeah, not a ghost that does it to me. <laughs> a ghost doesn't do that to me. And there you have it. That's the Landmark Theater of Performing it. Arts up in Syracuse. Well, thank you for that. Oh, the you're story welcome. story of Clarissa and Oscar. And... Does Clarissa know best? <laughs> is, that, is that the reference? Cl Clarissa knows it all. Oh, Clarissa knows it all. That's Clarissa knows it all. Clarissa knows it all. I didn't have Nickelodeon when I was a kid, you guys. I'm sorry. Um, well, that's that. If you guys in enjoy stuff like this, do you know a good way to, of listening to more of these stories? You join our Patreon for the last $5 a month. You can join the community and get a Patreon exclusive every month. Yes. Is your baby moving? Yes. I don't like it. it a lot, which is, for her, it's been a nice change of pace. She's been a little bit sluggish. <laughs> Anyway, well, if thank you watch, it could show you. You could probably see her do it. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, oh, you guys, I, I saw it happen. Oh, you guys, I saw it. Oh, I saw it happen. I saw it happen. Oh, my God, it's so weird. Oh, my God, it's so weird. It's so, it's weird, Christina. <laughs> it's weird. I'm not disagreeing. It's, it's so, very weird. Oh, it's so weird. It's very weird. This is, I've been hanging out with Christina for a while while she's been pregnant. This is the first time I've ever seen some baby motion happening in her belly. Wow. Well, like, subscribe, <laughs> comment, give us five stars. NY Mystery Machine on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. NY Mystery Machine is on the Twitter. Email NY Mystery Machine at gmail.com. Do you guys have theories and stuff? I'm I'm freaked out. <laughs> the ghost didn't do killed, it. Killed Adam. The baby, the baby, the baby, like pushing Christina's belly. The perfectly. Uh, uh, the normal, normal natural thing of today. life. <laughs> this is so weird. I mean, it is weird. I'm so happy for you guys. Thank you. But it's weird. It's very weird. Not to say. Childbirth is weird. You guys, you people who make things, people who birth are heroes. If when people, the, the humans who put life in their bellies and then expel that life. Well, anyway, <laughs> I've been out of Mace. I think Christina. And thank Nelly. you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking a ride in the Mystery Machine. Tell me all, but for ghosts.